I think I'm pregnant, and I want a divorce. The last words Joe's wife spoke to him replayed in his mind, twisting his gut and sending sharp daggers of anger into his heart. He glanced at Hannah from the corner of his eye as she sat calmly in her red holiday sweater and stared at the stage where their daughter was about to sing her solo. Ungrateful. That's what sprang to his mind when he looked at Hannah. After everything he'd sacrificed so she could live in comfort, as hard as he worked so she could be a stay-at-home mother, this was how she repaid him? Was the child even his? Was that why she wanted to leave him, to go be with another man? He'd be damned if he'd let her take their daughter from him. He'd file for full custody, and he had the money to pay the best lawyers to make certain he got it. Hannah shifted slightly on the hard metal chair, and he noticed how tightly she gripped the front of her coat. She was nervous. Good. Probably expected him to explode right in the auditorium of their daughter's school. Well, he'd show her. He'd keep his cool. For now. The children's choir of Crescent Nook Elementary finished their rendition of White Christmas, and the room erupted into applause. Joe didn't bother to glance around at all the proud, beaming parents. A glance at his program when he had first sat down told him all he needed to know. Next, his little Madeline would sing. She stepped to the front of the choir and stood before the microphone as the applause died down. The pianist began the intro to O Holy Night, and the purity of Madeline's seven-year-old voice poured over the crowd. Hannah leaned forward in her seat to get a better view of her daughter. Joe had no trouble seeing over the heads of the few people in front of him. For a moment he closed his eyes and let Madeline's sweet voice flow over him. All too soon, her voice was joined by the rest of the choir, and she retreated to her original position. Why didn't they give her a whole solo? Her voice was likely the best the school choir had. Stupid school, stupid parents, always insisting everyone get a turn. In his mind, it was the best way to encourage mediocrity. Quite suddenly, the room became stifling, and Joe knew he had to get out. He leaned over to Hannah and said, Don't wait for me. I'm going to get some air. He could feel the censure and the shake of her head, but didn't let it bother him. He'd done his fatherly duty, been there to hear his daughter solo. What more did she expect of him? Joe made his way to his car, parked well away from the school since he'd arrived so late from work, and hit the button on his remote to unlock and start the engine. How he loved the modern convenience of a car that could be warm and waiting for him before he got into it. There had been many years when he and Hannah struggled with cars that wouldn't even run, let alone start at the push of a button. Rather than driving home, he headed into town. The streets had been plowed and salted, so he didn't worry as he pushed the speedometer up over the speed limit. The radio played Christmas music, but he found himself not in the mood to listen. Just as he hit the button, the first notes of O Holy Night began to play, giving him a split second's pause. He thought again of Madeline and her partial solo and cursed the choir director in his thoughts. Divorce. Wouldn't that thrill his mother? Joe wondered if he should announce it for Christmas as something of a gift to her. She'd always found fault with Hannah. Maybe this turn of events was just the thing to brighten her holiday season. 
Joe quickly tired of driving and didn't want to risk another speeding ticket, so he parked along the curb in front of a brightly lit store. He grumbled inwardly as he took in the sight of the decorations along the road, on the parking meter, and on each store in view. Was everyone tinsel-crazed? There were still two weeks until Christmas for crying out loud. Couldn't they let up a little? His Italian loafers slipped as he stepped over the gutter, and he grabbed the parking meter to steady himself. Stupid city. Don't they know someone could break their neck? He stepped up onto the curb just as something small and fast ran smack into his side. Joe glowered into the wild brown eyes of a small boy. What are you doing? he growled. I am sorry, sir, the boy said, his words colored by an accent Joe couldn't place.